You are listening to the sermons of Mission Hills United Methodist Church. We are a reconciling congregation in San Diego, California, who believes in loving God by loving all, connecting faith and community through worship and serving others. To find out more about our worship community, visit us at our website at missionhillsumc.org. Thanks for listening. Today's passage comes from John chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remember that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. The word of God for God's people. Thanks be to God. This week, we read the John account of Jesus going into the temple and flipping those tables over, the infamous tables. Jesus had some fundamental issues with the ways that people were acting, and he was skeptical about how they were seeing God and what that looked like. And so before we dive in, I want to ask you all to think about what does God look like to you? There are no wrong answers to this. What does God look like to you? From things like singing in the choir to a nature walk, I want to encourage you to keep a huge scope of God's appearance in mind as we dive into this passage today from John. In today's story, Jesus heads to Jerusalem and enters a temple. And upon arriving, he notices people were using the temple space for reasons that were corrupt and immoral. Jesus kicks them out, essentially. And he tells them to get those things out and to stop making my father's house a marketplace. It may seem at first that Jesus was being disrespectful. And in some ways, he kind of was. Jesus was showing that he didn't respect those that were in charge of the operations of the temple. Yet in doing that, in saying that he didn't respect those that were in charge, he was showing respect for what he calls, quote, the true religion. In being direct about what was and wasn't proper usage for the temple or religious spaces in general, Jesus was speaking to God's authority above the religious elite and government officials' authority. Jesus was an activist, and this is one of the more famous examples in scripture where we see him doing his activism, standing up in symbolic ways for the systems that were not of this world, aka the marginalized, the oppressed, the distressed. Jesus's 
ministry and his life in general, it was all about showing the ways in which religious systems had become corrupt and oppressive and evil. He exposed those things publicly. And this made people upset so much that it, of course, led to his arrest and trial and then crucifixion. And so we read this story in particular during the season of Lent because it exposes one of those motivating factors for why Jesus was seen as so threatening to those corrupt systems. Essentially, what Jesus was doing was enacting a peaceful protest, which, of course, was noticed quickly by the government officials who didn't take too kindly to it. They would have tried to have stopped him so as not to give him any more attention since Jesus was threatening the very systems that they were profiting off of. Those who were there demanded that Jesus show his authority for kicking them out, for telling them that they were being corrupt and inappropriate. In this account by John, when questioned by the Jews, they essentially told Jesus to prove it. And Jesus responded, saying, this temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days. The three days reference is looking ahead, not at the life of the physical temple, but Jesus's body as a symbolic temple. There are two things happening here. The first thing is that Jesus is prophesying his death and his resurrection again. Just like he did in the first passage to the disciples that we read last week. John even said that at the end of this passage. And the second thing that Jesus does here, and the thing that we'll take special note of today, is that Jesus makes it clear that God does not only reside in the temple. Rather, God's spirit resides in each one of us. Jesus doesn't care about the destruction of the physical temple. Because sacred places aren't reserved only for religious institutions or buildings. And to take it even further, this temple he was in specifically, the people had idolized it so much, actually idolized it that it even hindered their ability to connect with God. And it became a symbol and a force of injustice. Jesus talking about the temple being destroyed, it sounds radical, right? And, and it still does if we modernize it and contextualize it to think about churches being destroyed. But that's not what he was suggesting. What he was saying is that God does not stand by in a building available only to those who have the status or the ability to enter it. And further yet, that we don't need the physical building at all in order to experience God. Now, I'm going to say a few things here. For those of us who do experience God in a building, let me be clear, there's nothing wrong with that. But we do need to be sure that we're treating it with care. The issue actually comes not from worshiping in a building, but it comes when we treat our in-the-building worship experience like it's the best or like it's the only way to connect with God. It's when we become like those unjust religious leaders in our story and treat the church building like it's God, God's self. When we idolize a space over God. And then the second point is that for those who don't worship in a physical building, do not underestimate your relationship with God. 
do not consider it to be less than because it's not. Just because you notice God at your family brunch on Sundays or outside in nature or in the face of a close friend doesn't mean that what you're experiencing isn't God because it very much is God. Friends, God is far too big and too complex and too all-encompassing to be beholden to only one location. God is bigger than a building, and treating God as such means treating our neighbors, churched or unchurched, Christian, Buddhist, atheist, liturgical or contemporary, it means treating all our neighbors as children of God who see and express God in beautiful and important ways. My final question for you today is how can you work to see God or to be the face of God for someone this week? How can you work to see God or be the face of God this week for someone else? As we leave this place today, may we know that as we leave, God is with us. May we emulate Christ in the ways we share God's love and justice with all of God's children. And may we grow to appreciate the diversity in God's beloved expressions in the world. Let us pray. God of goodness and light, we thank you for showing up in our lives in beautiful ways. Help us to grow in the ways we see you and the ways that we share you. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Be sure to follow us on our social medias and check out our website for more information on what goes on in this faith community. Have a wonderful day and know that you are loved.